Hey everyone, you're listening to episode four of I Watch That with Fran and Kyle. Today we'll be covering films from the Toronto Jewish Film Festival, courtesy of Winnie Wong, who is part of their publicity team and who is also the publicist for the film Loon, which is one of the four films we'll be talking about today. So on our panel of films, we've got Summer of 85, 2, Kiss Me Kosher, and Loon. Kyle, let's get into it. Tell us yes. um, tell us about Summer of 85. Give us the general plot. No spoilers. What's it about? It's a very beautiful love story between two men. Uh, it's set in France on a coastal coastal town. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a truly, it's a very, it's a very serious movie, but also very light and fun. It's set during the 80s, so there's a lot of colorful clothing, a lot of, you know, a lot of fun hairdos, Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, yeah, that's like the gist of it. It's, it's just about a relationship between these two men and the developments in the movie. You'll, you'll see. Um, there's also a sense of mystery, too, in the movie that's introduced in the beginning of the film. Um, I would say my favorite character is Alex. He's your, he's the main character. You can see uh, he's very, he's innocent. He hasn't um, been in a relationship or has anything, had any uh, anything like that before. So it's like about like, it's also like a first love story for him. So that's probably why you can relate to him the most because, you know, you're seeing uh, through his eyes also because he's just the main character. Um, and then my least favorite character would probably be Weirdly enough, the uh, the the other young man, David, who uh, they fall in love with, um, it's because he just makes some irrational decisions, and I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know I just didn't, I didn't, I feel like he wasn't responsible, and I feel like he just did, he made some decisions that weren't weren't good, and I, I, I mostly empathize more with Alex, and that's probably why. And I would highly recommend this movie. It's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a good, it's a good movie as it's a foreign movie. So you'll have more, uh, you'll get more experience of culture in, in Europe. And also you get to see a, a tragic, but beautiful love story in France. Yeah I, yeah. I totally get that. It's a beautiful coming of age film. Yeah. Coming um, of age movie. There you go. Yeah. You know, like you said, first love, it can be, first loves can be very, um, oh my gosh, very intense. Starts off cute puppy love romance, and then you fall hard and you fall, like you fall very hard. So it's a very intense love story. Um, yeah. And we were going to recommend all four films because we've watched them all. I'll, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> we haven't watched all, obviously, all of the films from the Toronto Jewish Film Festival, but these are the four we have watched. We love them all. We recommend, we're going to recommend all the ones we've seen and the ones we haven't seen, because if this is any indication, there's a great lineup of films that you have to watch. Uh, so next we'll talk about two. Two is a film um, about a same-sex couple, Omer and Barr. And basically they're just trying to have a baby um, and that's it. They're trying to have a baby. And at first, you know what? They seem like this like really great, solid, perfect couple. And then as the movie goes on, you see that mm, every perfect couple isn't perfect. They've got their own issues that they're dealing with. Um, this is a hard time for Omer because she's the one who's going to be carrying the baby. So her body's going through a lot, a lot of changes, a lot of um, poking and things going inside and uncomfortable situations. 
and Barr is just, I don't know, it's just like you can see that she kind of just wants the relationship to be as perfect as it was in the beginning. But you know what? Changes are happening. And maybe for the next nine months or so or whatever, things aren't going to be as perfect. But it's like Barr just wants she wants the baby and that's it yeah yeah. there is more to it it's not just the baby's gonna you know happen there there are things that get into that that go into this process that don't make it fun um so that's kind of i think what it's about um favorite character omer because the movie's pretty evenly split between the two characters like you get to learn a lot about both of them like both of them have their life together and then Omer has her life as a as a dancer and then Barr has her life as a culinary expert of some sort um but Omer since you see her going through the pregnancy process and whatnot you feel a lot more for her you (laughs) empathize with that character a little bit more not saying I hate Barr but she's just I don't know she's just not really there for her wife as much as you'd think she would be uh so that's that and my other favorite character I guess you would say kind of minor because he doesn't show up until halfway through the film but is Yanni he's just like there for maybe like about five minutes but it's an impactful enough five minutes that I brought him up here as a favorite character uh so yeah that's Yanni why do I recommend this film? I recommend it because, like I said, it's good to see imperfect couples because they exist. And even we all have friends or family members that are in relationships and you're like, wow, what a perfect couple. But they're probably not. They have their issues. Watch this movie because you'll understand that there is no such thing as a perfect couple. Um, yeah. Kyle, you watched it. Did you like it? Yes, I did like it. I liked how focused and short it was. Um, I mostly agree with, agree with you. Like my favorite characters, Omer and Lee's favorite Bar. Even though I understand both of them, I do emphasize more with Omer since she is the one going through with the the pregnancy, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I it's, it's a very good movie. Um, also, it's. It is a foreign movie. I'm pretty sure it's set in, where's it set in again, uh, Fran? Israel, I think. Yes, I think so, yeah. Um, so it's good to have a different, obviously, just like the movie we mentioned before, it's good to have a different perspective in um, in culture and set in a different country. Also, they speak a completely different language. So there's also yes. that. Subtitles, they are, there are subtitles. So yeah, don't worry, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked the movie. It was... It was a good, very good examination and even a good character study of of relationships and a good character study of both characters, you know, because you do get to know them pretty well. For how short the movie is, it's like 70 minutes. You do get a good handle. Yeah. Yeah. And one reason that you should see it is because the ending is great. The ending is great. And obviously, I'm not going to tell you what it's about because you have to see the movie in order to see the ending. So watch it because yeah, it's just like all these movies have great endings and they do, they do for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to want to watch these movies. It's like, sometimes, you know, when you watch a movie, it's kind of like a chore. You're like, Oh, great. <laughs> now I got to sit here, watch this movie. Oh, start to finish this. These movies weren't a chore. Like 
I watched the one we start, I started with Loon. I watched it and I was like, okay, get me the other three. I don't have enough hours in the day. I need to watch them all right now. I'm like pumped up for these films. Let's go. And also we're not being biased when we say you should see all these films. We are credible, yeah. credible film students, by the way. Um, true. Very true. We, uh, we're, we're looking at plot. We're looking at characters. We're looking at scripts. We're looking at cinematography, sound, editing, transitions, um, the hook, you know? So we want to thank our teachers for giving us that ability. Thank you to Malcolm, Jim, Johnny, <laughs> Sheldon, Karen, and Jeanette, and anyone else who might've helped. We could go on. We could go on. Anyone else who might've helped with that process, but these films are great. Like yeah. two two's got beautiful cinematography and like oh my god it's like the mm, just just watch it just watch it uh so that was two so next up is kiss me kosher wow i don't even know where to start with this movie this movie was like it was great because out of the four of the four films we -hmm. have like a very big variety Uh, You know, you've got some heavier movies, some more like deeper films, but Kiss Me Kosher, it did tackle like, it tackled an issue, but for a a lot of the time, it was a comedic film, like an easygoing, um, an easygoing film. So yeah, Kiss Me Kosher followed um, a couple, Maria and Shira. Shira is... Israeli. Maria is German. They're a couple. Maria has just moved to Israel. If I'm not mistaken, I think it takes place in Tel Aviv or at least part of it does. So Maria's Maria's moved there and the whole purpose is they're in love. They're moving in together. Time to meet the family type of a thing. Time to integrate Maria into the family. So, you know, it follows it has it follows a I'm not going to say dysfunctional family because I don't think they're a dysfunctional family, but just a a normal family because every yeah. family has a dynamic. Every and fa- sometimes it's dysfunctional. Yeah, every family's a little bit dysfunctional. Every family's a little bit chaotic, but at the end of the day, m- hopefully for most situations, I know sadly it might not be for all. Their family, they're there for you and they love you and they want to do what's best for you. Um so that's Kiss Me Kosher. It's a, it's a cute film with a good meaning behind it, a good story. The characters are great. Like right away, you you just know, like Shira, you just get this feeling of her like, oh, she's a player, but maybe not so much anymore. And you can see that Maria's more of the timid one out of the two. But just seeing their characters grow throughout the film and Maria get a little stronger and you just see Shira falling hopelessly more in love with Maria as the time goes by. It's a beautiful film. Um, My favorite characters, again, it's really hard to have like characters you absolutely hate. I don't hate any of the characters from any of these movies that we've seen. Um, But my favorite character would probably be, I've actually got four, which is like half of the cast, I guess. But um, Maria, Shira, Shira's mom and then Shira's brother Liam why why because it's nice to see Maria's character get a little stronger as the film goes on like I said um it's nice to see Shira fall head over heels in love because I'm a sucker for romance so I love romance movies uh Liam is much needed comedy relief in certain parts of the film you know what he's there and he says a little bit you laugh you get a good breather and then the mom 
she was just a really good mom because it's what you want from a mom. She's open-minded. She loves yeah. her family. She just wants everyone to be happy. And she just, you know, she just wants that for her family. So that's why I love those four characters. Least favorite, I mean, really the father, but it's just because I think he just does what most fathers do. They're a little argumentative. Sometimes I think they, I think fathers in general, just like starting fights. I don't know why, but he's like a little bit argumentative. Um, I would say that's probably it. Like you, you could say maybe the grandmother Barta, but like she comes from a good place. She's experienced a lot of pain and hardship throughout her life. So I'm not going to say she's the least favorite character at all. Neutral, neutral with um the uh Barta Shira's grandmother, and yeah, that's favorite, least favorite character. Why I recommend you see it. Like I said, it's a good family film. Shows a lot about family. Might make you think of your family a little bit when you watch it. <laughs> Not even like just certain parts. Like, yeah, my grandmother would do something like that, or yep, definitely could see my brother saying that at the dinner table. Um, and it's a love story. If you're a sucker for romance, like I am, you're going to want to watch it. And then you're going to feel awful for being alone. But then you have the movie <laughs> to help bring you back to their love story because it's that beautiful and, and cute. Facts, Brad. <laughs> so, you know, you're kind of gambling with your feelings when you watch a rom-com. But usually they, you come out on top just being like, oh, yeah. that was cute time to go be alone again um <laughs> <laughs> and that was kiss me kosher so last we're going to well kyle's going to get into loon so kyle get into it tell us the plot um this was the only one mostly in english let me just pick yeah. back a little bit kiss me kosher has not does not have one language, not two, not three, but four. <laughs> we've got Eng wait, we've got four, right? English, yeah, it's four. Yeah, yeah. English, German, Arabic, and Hebrew. Yes, yes. So Loon is the one that's I think only the only one that we've seen that's in English. Yeah, completely English. It's because it's first of all, it's a Canadian film. It is yeah. made here, like in Toronto. Um but yeah, it's it's uh, also a period movie, oddly enough, just like Summer 85. <laughs> but it's set, like, not, uh, it's in the 90s, uh, 1994. That is now a period setting now, Ren. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> but it's about, um, it's about this family of two. Um, it's about Eliza and Miriam. Uh, Miriam is the, is, a, is, a, is the mother. Eliza is the daughter. Uh, Miriam is a South African born Jewish woman, if I remember. Um, she's been living with her daughter in Canada for, uh, I would imagine, a good amount of time because you can tell that the daughter isn't very familiar with anything relating to South Africa at all. So I'm assuming that the daughter was born in Canada and Miriam has been living in Canada for quite some time. But um, it's also set during like uh, a political, is this okay to say the, 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 during a very important political campaign in South Africa. And that relates to some of the movie later on, but not too much. It's, that's like one of the few things that's relating to the period setting. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say the, the, the prime storyline of the movie is because Miriam is, um, 
has mental illness, bipolar disorder. And it's kind of, you'll see at the start of the movie, she seems she seems good, she seems fine taking her medication. You get a very interesting dynamic with the with Miriam and Eliza. You feel like Eliza is taking care of uh, Miriam than the other way around where it should be Miriam taking care of Eliza. But yeah, it's a very, it's, um, it's mostly just about that and how she's dealing with her mother and her mental illness and also her, um, her new boyfriend, Mike, who's also, I would say, basically a main star of the movie. And the actor, uh, Alexis, is who we interview in a special uh, episode that you can listen right now will be released uh, w- with this one. It's a great, it's a great episode. Definitely give it a listen. But um, yeah, it's, I would say it's a very complex movie, very interesting. It's, I would say it's also kind of a coming age movie too, as with Eliza, mm-hmm. um, because she's in her last, last year of high school, going to college. So it's also about like that. Even with Mike, it's about, uh, what, it's, a, it's a lot about what they're going to do with their lives, right? Because they're at that age. And then also it's about, you know, as a dealing with the mother and how she's gonna, how she's gonna, how she's dealing with her mother's mental illness and how it will be like that for this next stage in her life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a very good movie. It's a very, I'm glad it's a talking about mental illness because there's still, even still to this uh, day, there's also a stigma of it. So I think it's good just to have a discussion about it and talk about it. And that's really what this movie does, you know? And the performance from uh, the actress who plays Miriam is amazing. It's it's so good. It's it's so sad but tragic, but also amazing because just the acting of what she does is truly, truly very outstanding. But um, yeah, I, that's the basic plot of the movie. Basically, there's a lot more to it, but you know, you'll see when you watch it. Favorite character. Um, you know what? I would say probably my favorite character is Mike. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not only because like we interviewed him, the actual uh, actor who played him, but he's first off great guy, but also just I really like the character. It's I like even though I can't directly relate to his his situation, it is very much about identity crisis and like everyone goes through goes through with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a very good um universal theme that the movie does well is that even though his very he is a very you know, certain situation, certain circumstances that he's in, you know, like, I don't have any of those, but I relate to having identity crisis based on from what your parents, from your parents are, or when you're not quite, even not even that, or even just like what you're trying to find out who you are and you're not really sure yet, or like having people that you love that are kind of like not really sure about the way that you want to go through his life. So he's also fighting with that kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say he's probably favorite because of those reasons. He's just like he's funny. He gets along with like all the characters, even with Miriam. Like he gets along with her, which is like hard because you know she at certain points in the movie, it's, she is really difficult to uh, interact with. But um, yeah, I just yeah, she, definitely best character goes to Mike. Um, Least favorite character, I wouldn't say I have a least favorite character. I would say it's almost like the thing where you said about um, the grandmother and Kiss Me Kosher. Have the feel, feel same, sorry, have the same feeling towards um, Miriam, as in she does some things aren't great 
and you could see why most people wouldn't like her, but I do come through with an understanding of her because of her mental illness and you kind of have to empathize with her and, and you know, and break the stigma of mental illness and really don't judge people based on their mental illness, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I would say, I don't really have a least favorite character. I would say just my favorite is Mike and probably like second to that is probably like Eliza, you know, cause they're really to the most cause they're, they're the young characters and they do focus on them quite a lot. Um, they're only, they're only one, the only ones they really do focus on besides um, Miriam. There is also, they do show, um, actually, I think they do only show Mike's mother, from what I remember. Right, friend? Yeah, we never yeah. meet his dad. Yeah, you never meet the father, um, weirdly enough, but you do meet the mother, but it's very not, it's not a big part. But I do like her character. I thought she was, especially during one specific scene, and she was very caring and sweet. And um, yeah, really good performance, even though it was a supporting performance very small. There's even about... Uh, um, some actress who played their friends, uh, mm-hmm. just two of them. They're also quite good. Very small roles, but you know, a little bit of good comedic relief in there too. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, favorite these characters. Um, I Why would, do you recommend it? Yeah, recommend it. I was good about to say. I would highly recommend it based on what I said. I would say it's a it's a great exploration of the stigma mental illness and how a person like Eliza, who's been dealing with uh, mental illness with her whole life even though she doesn't directly have it she's directly affected from her mother and you can see how much of a hard time it's affected her you know mm-hmm. and I yeah it's just and also combined with the mics arc with that it very much like uh struggling with her identity there's there's a lot of good themes in the movie like uh, like an identity crisis mental illness coming of age what you're going to do with your life. And I feel like they blend well, very well together. Yeah. You know, some movies, they don't blend well. Some are just like theists, but they don't really relate to another. You're kind of just like watching a mishmash of things. I feel like with this movie, you're not really watching that. You're watching like a good exploration of themes that are blended together and relate to one another. Mm-hmm. And all the performances are great. They really feed into one another. Um, and also... It's just a very, it's a very interesting movie. There's a lot of, there's a lot of scenes where there's quite, um, I would say maybe experimental kind of in, in a way, you know, um, it's hard to explain. You really have to see it. But since the budget's so low budget, you really do, you, they really do some really cool things with the movie that I really appreciated, especially with the ending, which you will see, don't want to spoil it, but I, it's probably, my favorite ending of all these movies um it's just very interesting and very intriguing and very different than what i've seen before mm-hmm. but yeah that's what i I'd highly recommend it as with all these movies for <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah yeah so highly recommended for sure friend yes highly recommended and um i'll just add that watching yeah. it i was very I was surprised that they had at all like a little theme about identity issue um, from Mike's perspective, because I can I can say that as a, a biracial person, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm half black, half Italian. I've gone yeah. through a lot of identity issues over the past. You know what? In some settings, you're too white. In other settings, you're not white enough or you're too black or you're not black enough. And it's just like, what? Why are you telling me what I am? 
There is yes. no, there's no one way to be black. There's no one way to be something else, but it's like society just loves putting these labels on people. And if you don't fit a certain mold, then it's like, you're out. I don't know. Like you're in, you're an outlier. And then yeah. it's even, it's even harder as a black person, because you can have those identity issues being black without even being biracial because exactly like, just I, like, like Mike. Yeah, yeah. Like like Mike, like you might be too black in a certain situation and you might have to code switch or turn it down to be more white to appease certain people or you know, or vice or vice versa. And um uh what was I gonna say? Um it's just it shows it shows it well in in the film and it's just it does take a mental toll on people sometimes that of you know what you don't know what you are or you know what as black people sometimes they don't even want to i don't know quote unquote act black whatever that means but um because then they think they can't be successful that way but you can be you can definitely be successful that way and you don't need society to tell you otherwise i mean even though bigger picture there are systems in place that um you know hinder that success sometimes most of the time what am i talking about all the time so it's just it's interesting to see it tackled in this film because mike does a great job of having that storyline come through so yes we recommend them all we were there we are the cheerleaders of these four <laughs> films we love them that was summer of 85 two kiss me kosher and loon like we've been saying foreign films go watch them you're missing out a lot don't don't let your head stay in america and canada you know like brand like branch out there open your eyes expand your horizon because foreign films are great and it's great to not just be um subjected to what's going on in your own life see what's going on around the world see how other people make films see what other people are going through yeah for sure friend toronto jewish film festival check them out google just type it in t yeah jff toronto jewish film festival go to their website see what's going on i think if i'm not mistaken the first day is june 3rd so whoa that's that's close that's close <laughs> june 3rd okay let's see june 3rd is on do 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 it's on thursday and what comes out thursday Thursday, this podcast comes out thursday isn't that funny thursdays at two (laughs) as long as we don't have technical difficulties of any sort (laughs) um so if you get to listen to this it goes on for two weeks so get find out how to go on their website find out how to get involved and get tickets so you can see these movies Obviously, it's not just these four films. You've got more narrative films. You've got documentaries. There's a lot going on there. And before I pass it on to Kyle, I'd like to say thank you to Winnie Wong one more time. I would like to also say, mm-hmm. before you um, before you get into it, if you want to check out what's going on on Vlad's profile, because we are going to be well that episode is released right now they're 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 released at the same time um yeah if you want to check out vlad alexis's social media before you listen to the interview with him find him on instagram and twitter at vlad v-l-a-d underscore alexis a-l-e-x-i-s that's instagram and twitter 
check him out follow him we are now finally on instagram and twitter we are not in the stone ages we weren't going to have you <laughs> just email us all the time if you had any inquiries um give us a follow our account slowly being built as more episodes are produced and we get going on that so we are also on instagram and twitter i watched that uh i underscore watched underscore that uh, our picture is the same as our pictures on the podcasting platform so give us a follow give vlad a follow the interview with him little teaser hysterical it was amazing uh we had a great time interviewing vlad you'll see yeah, I mean, you'll see, you'll hear it, you know. It's a bit of a longer episode, but you don't yeah. even realize it. You don't even realize it. Our con- like, it's just such a funny, great conversation. Um, he's he's an amazing person. He's a star. Watch out for this guy. Star and a producer. Also making, pro- like, producing, directing projects. You'll hear about it in the in the podcast but yeah he is a force to be reckoned with this guy he is amazing so that was our i watched that covers the toronto jewish film festival Mm -hmm. episode episode four next episode is a bonus a special feature if you will um so take a listen (laughs) it's out now thank you for supporting us i i've seen that we've got listeners from kind of all over the place we've got america canada brazil new zealand i'm like what's going on (laughs) so follow us on social media drop us a a line i don't know if i'm using that correctly um dm us whatever like you know add us whatever we want to hear from people what do you like about the show what do you not like do you want us to cover certain movies and tv shows because this was the first time we covered film yeah very interesting because um also if you've noticed we usually give a shit ton of spoilers but for this, we we didn't because on the other three, those are shows that have kind of been around for a little bit. Sons of Anarchy, come on, how many? That's been over for six years or something. Um, <laughs> um, you know, so these are new films. This is fresh. basically, these yes. are fresh. Um, <laughs> well, what's it called? Film Festival Circuit, I think. Yeah, yeah. So no spoilers allowed. Just go hear what we have to say about them. Have your preconceived notions of these characters this plot be like oh really is that really what it's about oh bar hmm i gotta go watch that go watch (laughs) them go watch them see the endings because the endings are fantastic it's enough for me kyle (laughs) why don't you take us home yeah yeah friend uh thanks for tuning into episode four of i watched that where we went over some films from the toronto jewish film festival but streaming now there's an interview episode which we mentioned before with uh, Vlad Alexis, one of the stars from Loon. It's an extra long episode, but it was a joy speaking with him. He's a great guy. And uh, yeah, he's just, yeah, also we even get to, not only we get to talk about um, the movie he started, even at the end, we get to talk about shows that he's been watching or movies. We discuss even shows and that we haven't discussed about beforehand <laughs> yeah and um if you ever hear us discuss riverdale i'm not, I'm not gonna be on that episode i'm calling a calling a sick day for that <laughs> but uh, that is a tease of pacific shows we talk about we'll see who watches them i, I won't i won't who's to say you'll see when you watch it when you listen to it cough cough trash tv but whatever i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything controversial opinion but 
I I might not like the show, but I'll lo- I still like the people who watch it. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh well, thanks for listening to this episode. It was a very great opportunity to be able to cover these yeah, films. For sure, friend. Uh, great. We'll catch you next time with we won't say just you know because you know what happened last time. So <laughs> yeah, I was not saying anything. <laughs> with you will get an episode of You'll get an episode. <laughs> And it'll be about, also, it'll be about shows for sure. It'll be probably about the shows you mentioned before, but let's just not say anything in case we change your mind. So it'll be about two shows. I will watch a show. Well, we've already watched shows, me and Fran, and we'll talk about both of them. And it, yes. will, it will be, it will be listened to. <laughs> yes. So thank you for tuning in right now. Go check out the interview with Vlad Alexis. It's on there. It's awesome. He's a star. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening.